Hi, it's Jennifer Diane Ghostin, and welcome to Once Upon a Time in Adoptee Land. You, the listening audience, will have the opportunity through episodes in this podcast to learn, dissect, and grapple with some of the issues involving those of us separated from our biological family. You may have wondered what reunion looks like from an adoptee's point of view, or be embarking upon taking that journey yourself to search for your first family, or simply want confirmation that you are not alone in your experience, wherever you are on the path of healing and pushing through a trauma. Wouldn't it be empowering to have many of your burning questions answered here? If you haven't listened to episodes two and three, Act One and Two of Meant to Be, I urge you to get caught up. In this episode entitled, Breath of Fresh Air, I'm going to answer some questions that were asked by listeners of the audio drama. I'll have an audience-driven Q&A again in a future episode, so feel free to submit your questions via my website, jenniferdianeghostin.com. Let me know if you wish to remain anonymous when you share your name. Otherwise, I'd be glad to give you recognition for your contribution. I smile when I think that someone else listening may have your same question, too. I will answer future questions in a part two Q&A. Question number one is as follows. Because you never lived more than about five miles from your maternal birth family in Chicago, did your birth mom, Wanda, possibly know who you were through the years, though she didn't approach you? Well, the things I've learned about Wanda's personality from Aunt Juanita, Smooch, and others, she would have approached me, not in a disrespectful way, but certainly in a deliberate manner. I can picture her walking up to me and being direct by, by asking, are you Bonnie Upshaw? Or you're my daughter. Is your birthday May 3rd, 64? But who knows? We may never know. Number two. Did you ever feel like your adoptive mom believed that the Ghostons were better than your birth family? There is a line in Act Two of Meant to Be where the scripted scene read by my mother's character says something like, You don't know those people. You might not like what you find referring to my birth family. That was written to convey her hesitation of me possibly receiving undesirable information. I considered a normal response to the unknowns and uncertainties in life to try and avoid hurtful outcomes. I viewed my mother's hesitation and dismissal of the idea for me to search as her way of being protective, which leads me to question number three. Do you think your adoptive mom was being protective or selfish by not wanting you to search for your birth family? Looking back in time at around the year 1976 when I was a preteen, my mother may not have had the skills to express her emotions about my desires to know my birth mother. As I reflect back, she seemed to think I wasn't happy about being a ghost then or that I was lacking something from my family when it had nothing to do with that. Now, I can empathize with her feeling vulnerable about another mother threatening our relationship, especially during that time and at my age. I cannot speak for all adoptees, but many of us see our relationships with an adoptive family as being 
a separate issue from wanting to know our original family. And one last thing about this that I discuss in my book, any undesirable family information resides in all families. Whatever knowledge I would discover about my birth family that I didn't like has nothing to do with knowing who I am to them and who they are to me biologically. Question four. Is your brother a full sibling? No, my brother Smooch and I have different dads. I had the opportunity to meet my brother's dad nine years ago and remember thinking and feeling closer to Wanda because he knew her so well. He remembered their time together and shared some of that with me. Wanda married my brother's dad about the time I was adopted in 1966, and he too knew the story of her relinquishing me. Again, it was affirming for me through him that she wasn't keeping any secrets about my existence. I don't subscribe to saying half-brother or half-sibling, yet I understand some people's desire for clarity. Number five, what is your relationship like now with both sides of your birth family? In a word, harmonious. I would say the honeymoon stage with my maternal side ended around 2015. By the end of 2013, I had spent considerable time or talk with nearly everyone living in Chicago. Once I relocated to Nashville in 2014, my lack of proximity to everyone somewhat changed our ability to regularly interact. Some of us, like my brother, nieces, nephews, stay in touch by phone or social media to check on each other. The same goes for my paternal side. My birth father's youngest sister, Aunt Patricia, has visited with me in Nashville as recent as last year. She boarded a plane in the middle of the pandemic to come and visit with me. I share similarities with one of my first cousins, Michelle, Patricia's niece, and we talk by phone and check on each other from time to time. I think everyone shares in the belief that it is better to know than not know who we are biologically related to. Number six, is Andre playing himself or is that an actor? This question came up at least two times and it tickles me. Andre, my son's character, is played by the talented Quincy Blackman. I knew upon meeting Quincy in 2019 that he was perfect for the part. He's a millennial, a few years older than Andre, who has acting experience and a beautiful voice. When he was willing to step into the role of an entirely different personality with Danny in Act One, I knew then that he has a promising career in voiceover and acting. I hope to have him as a guest in a future episode so you can hear from him yourself. In closing, a listener mentioned that she looks forward to hearing more adoption stories from the perspective of an adoptee's inner child like 12-year-old Bonnie in Act 2 of Meant to Be. I couldn't agree more. I'd love to hear from the inner child of an adoptee interested in having their story told in an audio drama. You know where to reach me, jenniferdianeghoston.com, to share your story. Thank you for listening, and I look forward to you joining me again. 
If you like Once Upon a Time in Adoptee Land, leave a review, subscribe, give a rating, tell a friend or someone who you believe might find value in it. Remember to share this podcast on social media to spread the word. Hashtag Adoptee Land.